It's time to catalog minor catastrophes, tell our real life terrors, and manifest some mayhem. That's right. Let's crack open the anxiety encyclopedia. I'm Catherine McNally. I'm Lorian McGill. Thanks for coming back. We're going to talk about today digital kidnapping. Fuck, what? <laughs> Wait. I can get kidnapped digitally now. What? You're unlikely to get kidnapped digitally. That's the first thing I'll tell you. But what do you think it means? Because yeah, first, that was my first question for you. What does that make you think of? I mean, we already did identity theft. So I know it's not that, but that's what I'm thinking about. It's, 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 I guess we could say like a evil little brother of identity theft kind of. Okay. Kind of, but it's a little more specific, but it's aligned okay. with identity theft. I will also say it's not virtual kidnapping, which we talked about with deep fakes. That's where people spoof your like mom's phone number. And so that they, okay. they call you from the number that looks like your mom's phone number. And they say, we've kidnapped your mom. Right. Give us money. Give us money. And they like have you driving all around town. And they're like, don't call her the police. Go get cash. And then now with ai of course they could actually make it sound like your mom was there that's not what yeah. this is because we talked about that i'm gonna already. need like a grid of <laughs> virtual kidnapping real kidnapping identity theft and now digital well that's... honestly i was gonna use digital and virtual in the same way there is i mean there's a lot of wiggle room but because then there's also the thing that some people call social media kidnapping which is where people get control of your social media accounts for ransom uh like they log into my instagram and they're like give us a hundred thousand dollars or we're gonna if they i'm gonna be real if they did that with like 90 percent, if they oh. if it was instagram i'd care if it was anything else oh you want to take my facebook take it i don't use it twitter I mean, twitter's dead go but take it you don't it. want them pretending to be you that's true that's the issue they would there would be red flags though if i suddenly started posting on facebook <laughs> that's true they're like Catherine hasn't been here for years. It's true. You're right. So I'd assume either you'd been real kidnapped and this was your cry for help, or <laughs> that's, that's my someone... one form of communication. They're for like, some here, they're letting you on this phone. The only it function only... is the Facebook app. <laughs> that's part of the torture. It's like, how desperate are you for something to do? And maybe Twitter. Maybe Twitter's also on there because it's They'll also like a, a hellhole. And so they're like, how how desperate are you? How bored will you get? Will you turn to Facebook and to X? X. X. I still I haven't oh, figured out what you're supposed to call. The tweets? The X's? messages. Are they X's? I think you call them XXX's. <laughs> maybe they're XO's. So, kisses kisses get it together elon the people need to know <laughs> what do we call these stupid messages anyway so it's none of those things i haven't told you what okay. it is yet but okay. i did i did tell you it's sort of similar to identity theft but it's like a particularly uh targeted form because what it is is it's the theft of a minor's photos specifically Oh. And then the individual poses as the minor or poses as the minor's parents on social oh. media. Some of the things that can happen is it can be done to reveal private, private, private or sensitive information about the kids. So then they might have a hard time getting into college or they might get bullied. 
it can sometimes people pretend to be the parents and then can actually convince their online followers that that's their child. And then of course, you know, classic catfishing. If someone's pretending to be a kid or an authority figure, they can lure kids into being genuinely kidnapped. The digital kidnapping is a gateway to actual kidnapping. That makes sense. So this is weird. Like, why am I anxious about this? Because I don't have kids. I understand that. However, it's bad. But I have friends with kids. Uh huh. And I'd like to have kids someday. And I think there's all these considerations about, like, what does it mean to raise a person in a world that is terminally online? How do you responsibly protect mm-hmm. and prepare a little person to be don't, in this internet world? Don't. Don't think you can do it. Don't think. Well, don't. And then I don't think you can do it. So I don't know. I don't think there's a right. Like all these digital dangers. I don't. I don't know. It's fine. We're going to have all the answers by the end of this. Because do you know what parents love? When childless people have all the answers. <laughs> Tell them what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my advice is just don't have them. So that's too late if the ship has already sailed. Well, and I do think that, like, in the interest of the human race, that's not really a sustainable. You're done. The human race. I'm. I'm only interested in dogs and cats now. I, I want am... them to take the world over. So first of all, I will tell you that digital kidnapping is tied into this larger conversation about what some people call sharenting, sharenting, or, or oversharenting. Which is this term that was coined by the Wall Street Journal in 2012. And they defined it as the tendency for parents to share a lot of information and photos of their kids online. Oh, they're over sharing. to shame these people now. We're not going to shame people, but make fun of them. (laughs) (laughs) But this is especially like sensitive or embarrassing information. And it's also a ton of information. And so it makes it easy for people to just assume these kids' identities. I have a person who does this, who is a Sharenter. Okay. Would you like to tell me about she, it? She, the stuff she says on Facebook about her children, I'm like, when they get old, they're going to hate you that you talked about them being all like diarrhea yes. and like spitting up everywhere and like how tired you are. Like, <laughs> Anyway. No, I think that's fair. I mean, spit up is fair game. Everybody spits up when they're a baby. Talk about oh, man. but the diarrhea that's really pushing it why do your friends on facebook need to know about this well anyway. that's true that's weird i will say like proponents of sharing a lot of their kids lives online will frame the practice as what they might say is like it's a natural expression of parental pride they for their children they say critics take the posts out of context they say it can help form connections which is true and parents can ask for advice so I, here's a, a research study actually shows that parents who engage in sharenting tend to be strongly aware of the importance of things like encouraging children to read from an early age because they see a lot of posts about bedtime reading routines and recommended books for children and other parent bloggers. So there are some healthy habits that can be cultivated yeah. in this kind of community. Additionally, Judith Donath, who's a fellow at Harvard Berkman Center for Internet Society, and she wrote a book called The Social Machine. She said motherhood can be very isolating. When the babies are really young, you run out of things to do. Sitting there with a camera just gives you something to do. But then she does say, but to what extent is the person posting photos getting real companionship? And frankly, I think that's right. That's like a social media thing that everyone grapples with, right? That sort of dopamine hit of likes or views, and it feels but you're like still we're alone. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. 
Um, it can also help geographically disparate family members stay connected, right? If someone lives on sense. the other side of their country from the grandparents and the aunts and the uncles, yeah. social media is an easy way to share what's yeah. going on in the child's life. Yeah. Uh, in the, in the U.S., researchers at the University of Michigan C.S. Mott Hospital found that 75% of American parents were familiar with someone who overshared information about their child on social media. And an AVG survey determined that 92% of all American two-year-olds have some presence on the internet. That is really upsetting to me. It's bonkers, right? That's wild. It's not just... Americans in Australia, Fisher Price conducted a survey that revealed that 90% of Australian parents admitted to oversharing. And if people are willing to admit to oversharing, how much must they be doing it? I don't even like, like, I'm upset for this, these toddlers. Like, I can't even, I have to be careful about what I send my father on Snapchat now because he will automatically put it in his aura frame with the little words on it. Like, <laughs> It, he can't get anything now because it's just automatic. You don't know what's going to end up on that frame. I, I love this your... was not a good picture. I it love was your supposed parents. to be just, here's my face. I love your parents, but I think that is actually my favorite thing about your dad is that he's putting Snapchat pictures with the captions <laughs> in the digital frame. Oh and if you want it, just tell me because I probably have it without the caption. It's very cute, but I'm like, no. That's I was gonna say. Do you need to just be sending him more pictures? Are you? Is this showing yes. that he's just desperate for pictures of you, and he will take even the Snapchat caption? Like you gotta send yes. your dad some good pictures to put in the frame yeah. if you want the snaps replaced. I, I tend to forget the to answer add, here. Yeah, I tend to forget to add pictures, so I do it all in one go and. <laughs> uh well yes you can relate to these these children in the u.s uk france germany and italy a research now report revealed that almost three quarters of surveyed parents said they were willing to share images of their infants so some of the things you talked about is that yes sharing can absolutely absolutely embarrass kids right as they get older and even let's say parents are sharing pictures of their teens and tweens even they're embarrassed already, like pre-embarrassed they're embarrassed to be alive yeah. so any pictures you put on the internet are going to be embarrassing mm -hmm. it also creates this digital footprint for children like when we say 92 percent of american two-year-olds have an online presence that's a digital footprint that's going to hang out with them for ever eternity like and then I get like all spinning out like the president one day that's gonna we're gonna have everything I don't no. need to know everything I don't want to know it's true between parents and the high schoolers like the kids themselves who don't have that part of their brain that can look into the yeah. future and make good choices developed yet and don't realize that the internet is forever we're gonna have way too much information we already do we already do yeah so let's say if that the, a parent posts a video of their toddler, an embarrassing video of their toddler, and then 10 years later, that person is in high school and they're being bullied because their friends find this viral video of them from when they were little, right? Awful. There's also like, if you have those older kids, sometimes parents might be posting without consent. Sometimes parents certainly, well, I follow some people who do have kids and they'll post pictures of their teens and know like, oh, yeah, they said I could post this, right? In 2019, Taylor Lawrence wrote an article in The Atlantic called When Kids Realize Their Whole Life is Already Online. 
because, and I do think right now we're at this weird intersection where kids who are becoming teenagers, their moms, they were little at really the advent of this, like mommy blogging before people Mm -hmm. really had a concept of online privacy, right? We did not know. Nobody knew, really thought about what we were about that internet is forever idea, right? So, you know, a lot of those parents would probably do things differently now, the way the internet looks now. But uh, she talked to a bunch of kids with their parents' permission, I feel like is important to say too, but she, um, and changed all their names. But she said for several months, Kara had been working up the courage to approach her mom about what she saw on Instagram. She's 11. And she discovered her mom had been posting pictures of her for much of her life. She said, I wanted to bring it up. It's weird seeing myself up there. And sometimes there's pics I don't like of myself. So it's just a weird thing. It's a weird issue. Um, But we're actually really not talking about that thorny issue, especially like I said, as a non-parent, I'm not going to tell people what to do, but I do think it's interesting to think about. I think it's very complicated to to tell tell people people what to do do when I have no idea. It's one of my joys. I mean, in general, I've noticed in myself and others that if I'm about to, if I say the words, I don't want to tell you what to do. What's about to follow is me explicitly telling you what to do. Um, so there's that, but let's talk specifically about digital kidnapping, less about embarrassing teenagers. I think you try to avoid embarrassing your teenagers. Like I said, they are just embarrassed to be alive. So you're not going to be able to avoid it completely. That's true. You're going to fail no matter what. You're going to embarrass them, but yeah. But let's say a parent posts a picture of their kid on the first day of school and they have one of those cute little blackboards. Yeah. So it has their grade, their name. And oh I, my think God. People are, I think people are doing this less and less, but occasionally it used to be even their school or like their uh-huh. teacher's name. So oh, someone, yeah. who's, someone who's looking to steal your kid's identity is t- suddenly getting a ton of information. And then if they're really, you know, if they're insidious, if they're nefarious, they're going to look at the, see if you enabled geotags, which most people aren't turning yeah. off so they can see the location tags. So they now have the school, the teacher, the general location. They can also find you on Facebook and figure out your kid's birthday. They, like they can figure I, out when you celebrate your kid's birthday. Oh my God. And learn all kinds of I'm stuff. So, I'm getting you. so hot. <laughs> I, this doesn't even apply to me. Like I, I don't have to worry. Say, but I'm as, so... a, as a childless person, this is affecting you much more than I anticipated. I, and I appreciate I'm pretty sure your I'm level an of empathy. Another so, thing. I feel a lot of things going back to the thing that right before, right after I say, I don't want to tell you how to live your life. I do find that most people who start a sentence with, I'm just so empathetic, then go on to tell me a lot about how they're feeling. <laughs> I'm still not what you were doing then, but, but no, that's not what you were doing. Then I appreciate your empathy for these small kids whose identities are just being stolen willy nilly. Yeah. It's just like, no one's thinking about the amount of information that I could, I could easily find. Yeah. Right. It's not that hard. Well, you know, you're posting into the void, right? Yeah. Or you just forget that there's all these strangers out there. When you're posting, you're imagining grandma and grandpa are going to see this first grade picture and they're going to be so excited and they are, but also, so are all these like random strangers who have all kinds of intentions. I think now I'm going to, every time I post anything, I'm really going to think about instead of, you know, the good people, I'm going to think about that one fucking weirdo who he's going to live in a basement. He's looks really creepy and he just wants to 
Yeah, I'm just gonna picture a real creep. Does he look like all those? Me. Does he look like that shadowy hoodie wearing figure from all those piracy commercials when we were yes. kids that was like hunched over the computer with the hoodie, yes. just a glow? You couldn't see his face. He was just a silhouette in a hoodie, hunched that... over his computer, stealing videos. I think that's what. And then also maybe a little bit of like maybe like a, he's got a pedophile dealio happening. I think it's always good to think about the pedophiles. <laughs> Don't clip forget that, about clip them. that sound bite. Just the phrase. I think it's always good to think about the pedophiles. Don't forget the pedophiles. That's always been my motto. Um. Yeah. Great. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then I, you know, I am an adult, but I also on Instagram, I will occasionally open my notifications and see that a dude has liked like 18 pictures and started following me. And then if I go to the message requests folder, just to see like nine times out of 10, they have sent me a DM. I do not accept it. It's in the requests folder, but they're very predictable. And I can't figure out how the, it's one of those things too. I don't have a following. I'm not using hashtags. I don't have like a reach. So how am how... if my pictures are ending up on random people's feeds, then the people who are actively trying to build a following, trying to market their brand, their content, how much more is how much wider is that reach? Because I'm doing nothing. Yeah. So let's share some stories. So in 2015, Lindsay Paris shared pictures. She was, so this is 2015. She's just sharing pictures with her friends and family. And then she's also putting family pictures up on her blog. She has a blog, but again, it's really, it's a friends and family blog. She thinks one day she clicks on a new follower's Facebook profile. And she says, lo and behold, her cover photo was my son's photo. And she was posting it and conversing with her friends as if he were her own. They were like, he's so cute. I love his red hair. When is he going to start teething? That's so creepy. It is horrifying, right? So she is horrified. She gets online. She asks the girl to take it down. Turns out this is a 16-year-old girl who lives in California. Lives in California. She speaks barely any English. She doesn't have any ill intent in stealing this child's identity. Lindsay Paris said she always wanted a redheaded son, the 16-year-old, she said, and didn't think she'd hurt my feelings by taking my picture, basically playing house to the highest degree. What kind of mental illness is this? So the girl took the pictures down. That one turned out to not be a big deal. Lindsay Paris does not share pictures. She's much more cautious now, right? But Lynn Edwards is the director of the Commission of Missing and Exploiting Exploited Children. And he said this is a frequent occurrence. He said there's a reality and there's fantasy. People are creating fantasy adoptions. We're going to talk more about that in a minute. People are creating virtual fantasies. It may be just an obsessive act on their part, but it can be manipulated to become dangerous. Oh my God. There are thousands of pictures people can find using specific (sighs) hashtags. Okay. Edwards said, every parent's prized possession is their child. And I think you should, that you seeing your child's photograph on another person's website that shouldn't have it is quite frightening. How are we feeling? I, I'm, I'm stuck on the people building their fantasies. Okay. We're going to come back to that. Let's keep going. We're going to come back to that specifically. Okay. And of course, and we're going to come back to this too. As you said, there's always there's certainly predators who are looking for even more vile. And as 
absolutely bizarre and unsettling as it is to have someone reposting your pictures of your child and pretending it's their own. That's not even the worst thing people on the internet are looking to do with your kids' pictures. That sounds like best case scenario. Just a weirdo who wants to like pretend that your child is their child. It is best case scenario. So in 2015, (laughs) when Lindsay Paris's pictures were, or when she wrote about her pictures being stolen, um, according to Facebook and Instagram's user agreements, you gave permission for worldwide use of your pictures based on your privacy settings. Now, that was in 2015. So I did try to determine exactly what the deal is. And I had a difficult time wading through their privacy policy, which is frankly, probably not an accident that there's a lot of legalese in their use, use agreement. So is this still true? Unclear, but they did say, they said nothing is changing about your rights and your content. Meta doesn't claim ownership. Okay. However, you give them a license to provide the service when you upload. So it's covered by, uh, you're granting them non-exclusive, royalty-free, transferable, sub-licensable, worldwide license to host, use, distribute, modify, run, copy, publicly perform, or display, translate, and create derivative works of your content as long as you have your account. Once you disable your account, that license is no longer applied to them. But you are giving oh. them, you're giving these websites a fair amount of access and consequently other users of the websites. But like your that. guess is as good as mine what exactly that means. Yeah, I think they thought like the longer that they could make that sentence, the more we would just give up halfway through and like stop caring. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, Instagram does say that it is impersonating another person or giving false information is uh my notes say against the rules which feels like a stupid way but my brain doesn't have the words to say it's in opposition to their use term it's out the terms of use it is but that's not also not the word i'm looking for it's fine you can't do it don't do it don't do it <laughs> and also posting someone's private in violation <laughs> We got it. We got Doing it. those things is in violation of their terms of use. Got it. As well as posting private information. So they at least claim to be opposed to these things. I mean, I'm sure they are. I just don't know how proactively they're doing anything about it. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Paris said, I don't overshare anymore. I don't use my son's real name. I watermark a lot of photos and I'm just really careful about what appears in the photos and all that sort of stuff. Which is the right response, right? You don't know what you don't know until but you change once you once you learn another woman named danica patterson had her four-year-old daughter's pictures shared by a strange man stranger they'd never met him he lived in new york he was writing captions like girl version of me and my daughter's gonna break y'all's son's hearts she said it was my daughter all over his page it's scary that's the only thing i can really say it's scary Facebook will remove pictures that are posted by people pretending to be someone else, but only after the first person shares proof of the original. Oh. Which I guess makes sense because otherwise that guy could be like, this lady is pretending to, but but what is the proof of the original? Okay. Now this is making me think of the middle schoolers take our pictures from the yearbook and then they have like a, a Instagram where you like criticize every teacher and so then one teacher found this and he had to like jump through all these stupid hoops to prove that he was the person in the picture and to get it taken down yeah 
I was not on it yet. They also have butts of teachers and that's another Instagram. So we're, I love my job. What a nightmare world. Yeah, it's good. So yeah, getting that your Instagram whatever. burn book. Yeah, yes, exactly. So the taking it down is an issue, like proving the thing is, I know that it's diff- difficult. Yes. It does seem complicated because you wouldn't want someone to make that claim just to like get removed someone that they don't like right right but also there has to be a mechanism to report and have removed uh accounts that are claiming to be you Mm -hmm. or your children Mm -hmm. yeah i missed the first picture day might miss the makeups i don't know (laughs) i would gosh what is i hate this yeah i hate that for you yeah middle schoolers are ruthless yeah, I just want to be a little black box instead of a picture. They'll still um, they'll still critique your little black box, but it's fine. They could do that. Um my notes page just got all white. Okay, it stopped loading. I was like, I don't know anything else about this topic. And now we're just gonna freestyle. <laughs> so Meredith Steele is another parent. She had a similar experience in summer of 2021. So at this point, she was just starting to gain a little bit of a following. She says herself, she says, I had no concept of internet safety in the beginning. She would share a lot of picture posts of her family all over the feed. She also thought she just didn't have enough. She just couldn't imagine that the size of her following was enough to create a problem. What's so funny, the world that I live in versus the world that influencers and content creators live in is that she had like 5,000 people following her and was like, my following was so small. And I was I would feel like a superstar if I had 5,000 I... people, not in a good way, but just like the number of people. That's so many, right? I'd be like, I'm st- Harry Styles now. Like, I exactly. don't know. I can't handle that. No. So, but, but I mean, she's right in the world of, you know, she now has 191,000 followers on Instagram and 900,000 followers on TikTok, if that gives you any indication. But at this point, she had a smaller following. She was sharing a lot of pictures and she would also post in stories where they were going, what they were up to. And so one night she and her family went out to eat. She tagged the restaurant. She was friends with the restaurant owner. So she gets home and the restaurant owner calls her and says, do you know this account? Because this account has other pictures of your kids. And I looked, they tagged the restaurant and I looked at it and it's not you. And so first of all, thank you again, dumb criminals. Yes. Shout out to the dumb criminals. Uh, because they tagged the restaurant. So, but they had taken, they were using pictures of her kids and they had created whole new identities. They had taken about 30 pictures of her kids off of her account. She oh. said, my kids had new names and new identities. The culprit had made their own captions and made their own lives. It was like they were playing with Barbie dolls, but the dolls were my kids. And she no longer shows her kids' faces online at all, obviously. She reported the account. Instagram didn't do anything. Eventually, she just had to block the account. Wow. Like, I felt like the worst parent in the world. But but now she, like, talks about internet safety. She doesn't share her kids. And so she's also one of those people who's, like, you can still be a content creator kind of centered around parenting without making the kids the actual content themselves, right? Mm-hmm. This is a weird one. In 2015, uh, a couple, Mary and Brad Greer, learned their newborn had been digitally kidnapped. Brand spanking new. 
And so they learned because they got a message that they should put their account on private because someone was stealing their baby's pictures. This is a nice message. What's wild about this is that the person who sent them the message was the woman stealing their baby's pictures. What? She told them to go private so that she could keep stealing so that she could keep it going because people, she started posting pictures of this infant and people noticed that the baby had, uh, they noticed that the name on the hospital band was not her last name. It was Greer and they reverse image search and they found the Greer's blog and they were like, this isn't your baby. And so she was like, I want to keep doing this. So I'm going to tell the family to go private so that I can keep stealing their baby digitally, digitally. And, but it didn't work. The thieves friends started sending the Greer images of her social media account where she was calling the baby by a different name. I think it was Axel. Ew. No. And so Mary Greer said, I think, so this is not a role play situation. Mary Greer said, I think this is a situation where her boyfriend had broken up with her and she wanted to get him back and she'd been faking a pregnancy. This is like if Kelly Kapoor had access. Oh my gosh. A hundred percent. Yes. Although she lacks the follow through. It never would have gone this far. Oh my God. Look, I'm really mad at that woman because she is like really leaning into like psycho ex-girlfriend and I need her to calm the fuck down. Yes, she is. She is really perpetuating some stereotypes here. This man. People just did more hobbies. I really think everything, if people would just join me in doing some fiber arts, I think we'd all be fine. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Watch some more TV. There's so book. much good TV now. If There's you don't no want to do reason. hobbies, just watch some TV. I think, you know, that this man, we don't know him, this ex-boyfriend is maybe the one man in the world who can actually tell the new person he's dating that his ex is crazy. The only one. The only one. That's and he can, it. And he can point the new girl to this article and be like, no, and seriously. Right. You got to have receipts if seriously. you're going to say that. Like, this is wow. like national news receipts, too. Not just, you know, right. you can doctor text messages. No, 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 no. That's, I want news article or nothing. If it didn't make the news, she's not crazy. Right. No. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not newsworthy, you're not crazy. Actually, psycho. And you're gone. Mary Greer, the mom of the real mom of the boy, said it was especially harrowing and unsettling because their son was actually born at 24 weeks. So he was premature. So he was staying in the NICU. And so she was like, even though I know he's safe in the hospital, he's not with us. And so yeah. having that feel- separate, yeah, she, they, he was separated from them and there was this thing going on. And so it was especially unsettling. So here's the really odd thing about this phenomenon, if that's what it is. A lot of the people who engage in this are teenagers and teenage girls and young women. It's predominantly women. Fucking hell. An Australian article talked about what they call this bizarre digital kidnapping subculture that exists using the photos to participate in a virtual game of make-believe motherhood. So it's online role-playing, but with actual baby pictures. Can we, like, for once, not do the patriarchy all the time? Like, why can't, if I'm going to do a fantasy world, I'm going to give, I'm going to marry a celebrity. I'm going to, who's, like, super hot. I'm going to have, I'm going to do really cool things. I'm out. Have you seen those pages that 
pretend like they're with a celebrity no, they're those weird are real. Too. you don't want to you don't oh, want to no. know any less pathetic oh no i would just That's like to tell people so about dungeons and dragons okay sure it might be nerdy but you can get together with real people and you can role play in a less creepy fun constructive environment you don't have to be stealing strangers pictures of their kids right Right. You, can, you don't have to do it. You do. You simply do not have to do it. I just think it's so boring. You make a fantasy world and you're just a fucking mom. Okay. They use hashtags like adoption RP, orphan RP, and baby RP to let people know that they're doing this role playing. Sometimes. Stop. Am I going to go down a crazy rabbit no, hole later don't today? Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't I do want to find them now. Don't do it. You should create a Fensta if you're going to do that then. You should Why? not take your regular Instagram. My regular. Why do you want to make the just, algorithm? I just want to find them. I don't want to do anything. The algorithm will never forget. Stop. You're right. Okay. I can't do it. You almost made a huge mistake. I, for a second, I really want to like, just like peek behind that curtain. <laughs> when I was buying my house, I looked at, I think it was a million dollar house down the street for fun once that had like eight bathrooms and a pool mm-hmm. and I ruined my Zillow algorithm for like a month and a half. I would get emails like, we think you might like this. And it was a mansion in the foothills. But here's Um, the thing. That's what I would lie about if I made, right? Like I'd have a dope house. Wouldn't be a teacher anymore. Can tell you that. (laughs) We're changing my job. We're changing my house. Like the things that matter. Uh, some people participated in virtual adoption agencies where moms bid on photos. So users go online and request a particular looking child while the virtual adoption agencies look across the internet to steal those pictures. They create names, they create details, like how the person, how the baby came to be in the agency, like baby Ty, who was quote, put into a big basket with his teddy, some milk and himself on the streets. I... I'm so upset. There are family role play accounts where multiple people interact with each other, pretending to be couples, siblings, or parents to children, like in the comments. And in these cases, the photos are just for aesthetics. There's not like continuity in how the family looks. So someone might post a picture of a couple and indicate that that was their spouse. And then they might, so they're establishing like, I'm in a romantic relationship. And then they would post a picture of a different man with a child. And talk about what a great dad their husband is. The photos are just establishing the look and feel associated with the characters. They're not actually claiming that they are those people. Just make a goddamn Pinterest board. Do you look like, they I do. don't know. What? I... <laughs> I don't have a follow-up for you. So a lot of teenagers, teenage girls and young women are doing this. It's just like Neopets, but with real people. Did you play Neopets when you were little? No, but why can't you they didn't. just do that? It's coming back. So I would like to redirect people to Neopets. Okay. Or Tamagotchi. Did you have a Tamagotchi? Oh, hell yeah. Tamagotchi all the way. One of my friends was the best at keeping her Tamagotchi alive. She had a grandbaby. She had th- like a third or fourth generation guy in there and i was so I f- mad that i could never because like if you could keep your tamagotchi alive to like day eight yeah a matchmaker would show up and oh bring God. you another tamagotchi and then you would have a baby and then for a while you'd have two tamagotchis until your older one got too old and died 
And then you could keep raising your second generation Tamagotchi. And then if you, that creature made it to date or whatever, the matchmaker you know would that. show up and you could get grandbabies. And they would like I get feel... older. They would look like little I feel like if you reach that level of that game, your Tamagotchi should immediately turn to gold and like you win. <laughs> the like, actual thing turns yeah. to gold, just becomes like a You've gold reached, brick. Right. And then your doorbell rings and you open the door and a little digital creature comes in. He's real. You did it. I think that's what that's what should have happened. Anyway, wow. clearly we need to bring back Tamagotchis. This fantasy world is also like reminding me of like every version of like toy animals. You know, you get like a robot dog because your mom won't let you get a dog. It's just kind of like it's so, just so sad. I had a robot dog. We had a Did real you? dog too, but we got him for Christmas. Yeah. Well, see that you're living. They a were dream. a fad. They were like trendy at the time. Yeah. Uh. Yep. 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 And then of course. These pictures, we're still talking, honestly, about best case scenario of someone misusing your child's pictures online. These as are just weird as this people. is, it's, yeah, it's not, you know, it is, of course, it is weird. It's a violation. It's unsettling. It's creating a weird digital footprint for your kids, but like physically your child is unharmed. And, but these can also be used for genuine identity theft, you know, going back to the example where you post a picture of your kid on the first day of school and someone's loose some figures out location and date of birth they can steal their identity for real and open credit cards and take out loans and do all kinds of stuff if they can get your address right so and then real kidnapping is always a possibility even though as we know most kidnapping is by a non-custodial parent or right other family member there are weirdos out there in 2019, a woman in South Carolina named Madeline Webster, she's an adult at this point, had investigators show up at her door. They had actually gotten her address off of social media. Like, they were able to find it from her social media. Oh, my God. She was 20 at this point, but a man was pretending to be her father and had stolen pictures of her as a child off of Facebook and was sharing them on child uh, pornography sites or CSAM sites. She didn't know who it was. They don't know who was doing it, but he had so much info on her from social media and she still doesn't know who was doing it. Oh, that's so unsettling. And then uh, the most awful and concerning side of that subculture is that some users are fixated on the child's nudity or breastfeeding. And even worse, there are documented accounts of Instagram photos of children being used for sexual role play. And because of AI, we now know that pictures of children can be manipulated in vile and inappropriate ways. And then if your picture, and then it's possible that your pictures and information can end up on the dark web, which we've talked about before. We are staunchly anti-dark web. Anti-dark web over here. I know, I know that's a tough one for the audience to hear, but we are absolutely against the dark line for us. We're in a hundred percent agreement. You know, our platform is lighter web. The Department of Justice estimates that at any given time, 50,000 predators are on the internet actively seeking out children. That's a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> um, it's a lot. So how anxious should, be, should we be? Well, the United States has 302.35 million social media users as of 2023. That means that 90% of the total U.S. population actively uses social media. 
We talked about the fact that 92% of American children have an online presence by the time they're two. In 2010, 34% were experiencing their digital birth in the womb with their parents posting sonograms on social media. So they have a digital footprint before they're even born. And that was in 2010. And we know that social media use has only increased since then. And that also means that the people with negative intent has also, it's proportionate, right? Question. Yes. Do you think I should start posting comments on people's Instagram no. pictures no. saying, hey, this sonogram, did you know that you're, <laughs> you're just, well, you could be increasing their chances of digital kidnapping? Yeah. It'd be like a real buzzkill. I think, think you should, because you know what I've learned is that people love to have their minds changed online. Like they are Mm -hmm. out there. They're like, tell me what I should do differently. Facebook and Instagram are the perfect venue for that. People are really listening and learning on those places. So I think you should just do that. It's going to be productive for you and them. I think it's going to be a lot of fun for everyone. I'm going to have a good time. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So I guess I'm really just afraid of what humans are doing to our brains with social media. And that's not going anywhere. But there are some things that, but we, we can protect ourselves. Like we can be, remember the breadth of the audience. And I think this applies not only to children, but adults, all of these things really be mindful of the breadth of the audience that's out there. Be selective about the pictures you post. You can watermark your pictures. If it's a concern, make your account private or adjust your privacy settings and watch out. Don't share locations with your pictures. Yeah. So it is, is it okay if I do it like after I'm not there anymore. Yeah. And it's a whole city. Yeah. Okay. Because what are they going to do? Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. I think mean, that's fine. Great. Uh, so it is unsettling, but we get to be the bosses of our online presence for the most part. And if we have little people in our lives, we get to protect them. So yeah. we're not powerless. We're not without agency. So that's the weird world of digital kidnapping. I didn't love that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm still thinking about the fantasy people. I I didn't even think about the internet being used for that because I don't know. That's so weird. Whatever the weirdest thing you can imagine, the internet's being used for that. I know. <laughs> and I'm just here for the pictures of kittens Pets. and puppies. So I'm not even thinking about those things. Ugh. But have you seen the comments of people that comment as their pets? Like pretend to oh, be Oh, that's... Pets? I don't follow those. Sorry. No. Don't. And when they, like, change... I'm going to I'm gonna get some hate mail for this. When they change, like, to do, like, baby talk for the... Yeah, d- like, the like dog that. talks like a baby. Like uh-uh. I'm a Like, my, pa- my parent... No. No. My dog is eight, which means she's 56. You think she talks like a baby? She's a grown-ass woman, and she don't talk like no baby. So, sorry that you know about this now. Uh, What's making you anxious? Okay. I'm questioning my career, and I don't know. And I here's the thing. I really should, like, journal more because I'm pretty Mm. sure this happens every year. At this this time of the year. Right. It's the beginning of the year, and the beginning of the year sucks. So, I know that's part of it, and I also know... I'm not going to, I'm not going to give up until I'm back teaching high school. Cause I know okay. middle school isn't it. Okay. And, and that's fine, but I really like, I don't know why I'm doing this. And it's just like every day, it's like every day I'm, 
I have that question. And it's like when I'm at home and when I bring my work home, I brought my work home every day this week and it just makes me so angry mm. and I'm lesson planning and I'm barely grading anything because I have no time to do that. And I don't give like, that's the last thing that happens. Like the kids, I don't know. I think I don't, teaching has just like gotten worse. Like the kids didn't act this way when we were in, so not the amount of kids. And it's like partially society, right? We don't give a shit about teachers. Everyone thinks that they know how to teach because they went to school as if you'd go to the doctor and be like, yeah, I know what this is because I looked on WebMD. Like, and they, yeah, and education is under attack and kids feel entitled to like be dicks and they don't care about authority or it's just like why am I subjecting myself to this <laughs> why am I doing this and then the next layer is like I don't I want to do creative things mm. I want to write we're doing this podcast like I want to do things that are not education and I feel like especially education is like, it takes on your whole personality, a lot of people. Sure. And I don't, I don't want that to be my whole personality. I don't want that to be my one thing. I want to have another thing that has nothing to do with it. And I'm just surrounded by these people that are like, yeah, I, you know, I'm doing this and I'm doing this and I'm doing this. And I went to the board meeting and I'm like, I don't want to do all of that. And now like, I haven't written anything in forever. So then I feel bad about that. So yeah, <laughs> I don't want to do this. I'm sorry. And yeah, and I know, look, I know it's it'll be fine. But also, fucking sucks. Yeah. It does Please suck. tell me um about your anxiety before I continue to rant about education. No, please. Well, I don't want to tell you what to do. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I think your your idea of tracking for like a year how you're feeling and where it's is smart, which was your idea. So I'm not telling you what to do. I'm agreeing that yeah. either either way it might be revelatory right it might reveal either that you're right there's a really rough part at the beginning or that it's way worse or that it doesn't get better whatever so yeah yeah there are even charts that they show teachers to like make you to basically get gaslight you into staying and they're like look at this chart this is how you're gonna feel and I'm always at despair way earlier in the chart in the year <laughs> than it's than they say I will you're be. ahead of the curve you're an overachiever <laughs> what can I say I'm an overachiever what can I say <sighs> um well, I had to take my dog to the vet this week. It was just for her vaccines. It was routine, but I hate to take my pets to the vet. First of all, she was overdue because I'm going to blame COVID, even though that's no longer been the case, right? No, I think we can still blame. Uh, I think I'm going to blame COVID for the next at least decade. But she was at least initially, she was more overdue because of COVID, right? And it's always just stressful because on like several levels I feel bad for taking my neurotic dog to the vet and making her get a shot like that's no fun for her mm -hmm. I'm worried that the vet is going to judge me as a pet owner 
for like how long it's been or how she behaves or whatever. And I'm anxious too that they'll be like, oh no, there's something wrong, which the vet doesn't make something wrong. You want to know about it, but you know, there's always like, are they going to find something? Are her teeth ruined? Have I ruined her teeth? Whatever. So I was really stressed about that leading up to it and it was fine and our vet is actually really great I like my vet a lot but that was stressful um and I did it in the middle of the week so there was also like I had to leave work early to take her to the vet which is kind of nice you leave work a little early but then trying to like get caught up the whole day ahead of it so yeah just you know doing normal adult chores stresses me out thank you God, I create so much stress for myself that way it also Here's- reminds me that I haven't taken myself to the doctor in a while <laughs> we gotta we gotta add that to the to-do list <laughs> anyway what were you gonna say well here's the thing I get that exactly that all makes sense thank you but you gotta remember you gotta remember the worst people there are people like who bring in their pets who are actually like awful. They should not own pets. Do you know what I mean? Like there's actual yeah. neglect happening. So if you're just like, uh-oh, I haven't cleaned their teeth. I think you're doing pretty good. Thank I think you. you're probably that that's like, I don't got to worry about that one. <laughs> this is like, you know what I mean? Thank you. They're having, yeah. like, like they have to have conversations with people to try to convince them to fix their pets. That's like, true. That's true. She is you know pet. what I mean? You're not the problem. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what... I hope there's something bringing you joy this week. It did take me a second to think about it. I'm going to be real. Um, I'll give you a couple. One that I'm looking forward to and one that happened. Beautiful. I'm. It is a school one because also I just went on that whole thing and also the last couple episodes. I feel like people people don't know me. I feel like I'm coming off as a real like just bitch who hates her fucking students. No. Bitch, not completely <laughs> wrong. But I I talk this way outside of school, so I don't talk that way to them in school. So I had this one student. She's currently my favorite. If a teacher tells you they don't have favorites, they're a fucking liar. My one student is one of my favorite currently. She, like, it was, I don't know, probably the second week of school. She was like, Ms. M, do you have kids? Or are you married? No. Do you have kids? No. Usually the next question that comes is, why not? Hers was, thank God. And I was like, why? She's like, well, my mom keeps asking me, like, when are you going to have kids? When are you going to have, like, when are you going to get me grandbabies? I'm like, you're in middle school. That's crazy. I know. And then she's like, I'm not doing that. When I leave high school, I'm going to college and it's going to be all about me. And I'm like, you're <laughs> amazing. I love this. Oh. And so I, the other day I had to cover a class and sub and she was in that class and they were actually really cute. Cause they were like, I knew like 95% oh, of good. the kids. And they were like, yeah, you're our teacher. Like, great. I was like, okay, didn't know you liked me. But she's in there and she like, she ate up all my time to like do anything productive because she was just talking to me. But she was really cute about it. And she was just like, she told me about this one kid that I had last year who sucked and who's like, look, kids are assholes and they continue. They just grow up to be adult assholes. That's some of them. 
and he's one of them he started a rumor on social media that she like gave him chlamydia and like oh she'll gosh. right she'll like fuck anyone who whatever and she, so she's like i'm not letting it get to me like blah 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 and she's like and basically we just came to the conclusion that men suck and and she was like i don't even know if i want to get married i'm like i don't either and i'm like i just love you and i love that i can like be this person for you and so that was like a nice moment even though i didn't get any planning time but and then my other one is that i'm looking forward to going to dogtoberfest it's Octoberfest, but with dogs it's 21 and up no children all dogs beer big pretzel what else could you want was that this weekend that's this weekend so like now like confusing to me because it's i know september but september for us but guess what that means that officially all my october related activities are kicking off so i'm really excited that is what about what about you so there i follow this person on instagram this poet uh we'll link him in the show notes and his name is david gate and he types his he writes poems and he posts them and you see him in people's story and then he types them with a typewriter to sell his prints and so my mom got me one for my birthday and it's called indoorsy and i'll read it to you and oh my gosh this stop is, like i, I said this okay. is david gate we'll share him uh, spend a sunny day indoorsy if you want and feel no shame for reading a book or playing games or napping in your bed. All of this is life as well. And you are as wild as anything out there. That's adorable. Isn't that, that sweet? So yeah, I like his stuff a lot. I'm happy to have one now on my shelf and it makes me really happy. So there you go. Yay. I love that. All right. The world can be a scary place. Don't forget to take a deep breath. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the underscore anxiety pod. We'll talk to you next week.